It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Welcome to Lighthouse Faith Podcast, where we are moving forward in truth and love. I'm Lauren Green, Chief Religion Correspondent for Fox News Channel, and author of the book Lighthouse Faith. We are in the season of Hanukkah, the Jewish Festival of Lights, and it's early this year, beginning on November 28th, which means uh, pretty much right on the tail of Thanksgiving. Uh, some people have pointed out that Hanukkah is a minor holiday in the Jewish calendar, made more important to compete with Christmas in the Christian celebration of the birth of Christ, who was born Jewish, by the way, I should mention, and did celebrate Hanukkah, by the way. Uh, we hear this in um, one of the Gospels. But um, it is called the Feast of Dedication or the Festival of Lights. Um, so what is Hanukkah and should Christians join with their Jewish brethren to celebrate it? Answering those questions and more is Rabbi Mati Zelikson. He's the press person for Chabad Lubavitch. And we're going to talk about really the spiritual head of the Chabad, uh, the Rebbe, because he was the one really in 1973 that began a campaign for the world really to understand what Hanukkah really was. And so Mati joins me now. Welcome. It's good to be here, Lauren. Well, it's so wonderful. And, um, you have so much information. So explain who the Rebbe is, first of all. So the Rebbe is, uh, or was one of, was the most influential rabbi in modern history. And he was uh, born in, in what's uh, Ukraine and uh, was raised there and eventually uh, made it to the United States across uh, the Atlantic on on one of the last ships to make it across before the U-boat blockade, and his father-in-law was uh, the leader at the time of the Chabad Lubavitch movement, and uh, who came across uh, prior to that after persecution in uh, by the Soviets in Russia, mm-hmm. and. He uh, he passed in his father-in-law passed in nineteen. Uh, in 1950. Mm-hmm. And then um, the Rebbe uh, eventually formally took on the leadership of the Chabad Lubavitch movement as the Rebbe and is really credited with the revival of Jewish life and, and, and spirit after the Holocaust. And in 1973, the Rebbe launched this Hanukkah awareness campaign to, to really reinvigorate it and reconnect Hanukkah or the observance of it with, with how it was always meant to be. Mm-hmm. What is and, and talk about Hanukkah? We know it's the festival of lights uh, that the menorah is lit over a period of eight days. But what is the history of Hanukkah? Why? So uh, Hanukkah celebrates uh, a couple of things. There was the uh, the persecution of the Jews at that time, and the temple, uh, the holy temple in Jerusalem, was ransacked by the Assyrian Greeks. And they, in an attempt to, to really Hellenize uh, the, the area, and um, a small band, band of Jews, they were actually priests, and uh, they're, they're known as the Maccabees, mm-hmm. and they, uh, they, they put on a revolt and 
were actually victorious over the much mightier uh, Assyrian Greek armies. And uh, they were able to rededicate the temple. And that battle, that or that war, is one of the things that we celebrate, that miracle of these uh, few individuals overpowering this mighty army. Um, and that's, that's one part of the story of Hanukkah. Then mm-hmm. the next part is they come into the temple, and there was special pure uh, olive oil that the menorah in the temple uh, was used um, it was it was kindled with, and they found only one jug which with the seal of the high priest on it, which meant it was pure and and good to be used, fit to be used in the menorah. Mm-hmm. And it was only enough oil for one day, and that oil burnt miraculously for eight days. And that's why we like we have eight days of Hanukkah, and it's why we we uh, the celebrate the we light eight candles over those eight days as well. Now, if I understand that there are actually nine candles on the Hanukkah menorah, is that right? That's true. So what is the the ninth candle for? The ninth candle is the one that, um, the shamash, sort of the helper candle. And you use that to light the others because, um, because it is a mitzvah. It's a spiritual deed. It's a, it's a sacred deed and, and you don't want to use them for anything else than, than the mitzvah itself. And if you were using it to read a book near there, um, that, that would be improper. So the light, that ninth one is the one that you're using for all your other light needs. Uh, in today's day and age, we have LEDs, we have <laughs> light bulbs. You don't really right, right. Need, you don't need that, but um, you think about 2000 years of this practice um, that that's how people got light from little oil lamps or candles. And um, so that's why that's there. You know, it's interesting um, that it lasted eight days and there's another eight day um, uh, phenomenon in the old Testament or in the Hebrew um, Bible, which is um, circumcision that it was supposed to happen on the eighth day. Is, mm-hmm. Are these two tied in any, in any way, just eight days um, or is it just a coincidence? But I can't imagine, you know, anything God, designs is in a coincidence. I just think it's very interesting. That I, I think I, you're, you, yeah, sorry. No, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. I, I just think it's very interesting that these two are at both eight days. Well, um, you're right about, you know, anything there, there are no coincidence. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's either by divine providence. Uh, it's all by divine providence, but mm-hmm. um, the design could sometimes be very, very clear. Or sometimes it's, um, sometimes it's a little more Opaque. And in in Jewish thought, in Hasidic thought, in in Kabbalah, um, the idea of eight is seen as being above the natural order of things. Seven is are the days of the week. It's the the weekly cycle. Um, but eight is beyond that. Eight is above that. And with the story of Hanukkah. Um, you really see a distinct difference to the story of Purim, which is another holiday, um, in that the miracle is very overt. Mm-hmm. It's, um, but it's also, uh, it's also a clear miracle, which means that it's above the natural order of things. So the, the Jews weren't supposed to win that battle, if, you, if you're looking at this from a military, uh, a military perspective, right? Yes. If um, the oil, there's enough oil in there for, for, for one day, it shouldn't be lasting for eight days. But it's a very clear miracle that, that, that transcends 
the natural order, and I think that eight is um, is very apropos in that in that sense. Um, it also takes place um, in a period that um, the Bible talks about as the silent years. God is silent during this four hundred year period, and I think Hanukkah, or at least the the battle uh, that it, it that it brings about uh, that excuse me the battle that inspires the victory that inspires Hanukkah happens, I think, within 200 years of, of what we, of what Christians would know as the birth of Christ or the birth of John the Baptist. But this 400-year period of the silent years, um, uh, what is the significance of that happening in those years? Well, there's, there's, uh, there are times when, when you, when we're able to see the hand of God very, very clearly, you know, when we you're talking about the, the Bible and, and through, through the Torah, you see this with, um, the Exodus of Egypt. And, Mm -hmm. um, but then as time goes on, there are times where, you know, there are episodes and there are periods where, uh, you need to look a little deeper and Mm -hmm. you need to, you need to understand what's happening, but the, the, form of the miracles that happen to us every day take on more of a natural uh, order. And, and what, na- what nature really is, is daily and or, or regular uh, miracles. You know, the sun rises every day, we wake up every morning. And that's something that's, that's really part of how the holiday of Hanukkah is celebrated. In fact, uh, the key prayer that we add during the days of Hanukkah talks about the the miracles that God has done for us back in 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 the days of Hanukkah and mm-hmm. today. And and that's an important point of remembering that this isn't just a story that happened uh, once upon a time. It's a story that relates to us and our lives on a daily basis and every year we're able to to derive um, derive new energy um, from those stories. And how did the Rebbe kind of change people's perceptions of Hanukkah and like specifically, what did he do? So the Rebbe launched this campaign in 1973. Um, the Rebbe, the Rebbe um, implored uh, people all around the world to not just celebrate the holiday uh, in their own homes, um, but but ensure that the light of the menorah and the message of the menorah and inspiration from the menorah and Hanukkah shining outward. And there almost immediately um, followers and admirers of the Rebbe began um, building these, these giant menorahs um, in public places. And um, in fact, uh, uh, the, in 1974, Mm-hmm. Uh, a few rabbis uh, went to the, who were in Philadelphia lit um, a menorah at the Liberty Bell, and they invited the press um, to really symbolize um, or talk about the symbolism there and, and those connections. And the this campaign um, really really changed the way Hanukkah's uh, experienced and observed and and celebrated. In that it's become a you know, one of the one of the core uh, observances in the annual calendar um, for Jews, and it's really part of uh, the mainstream 
overall. Now, this wasn't a departure from what uh, what Hanukkah Hanukkah is. In mm-hmm. fact, it was reconnecting with what's at the core of Hanukkah because. Uh, one of the unique elements of the holiday of Hanukkah is that it's celebrated by sharing the story of Hanukkah, by sharing the miracle of Hanukkah. And, uh, and that's why menorahs are placed in windows or in front of people's homes, in front of people's doors. And um, the Jewish people uh, were exiled and um, persecuted for, for hundreds and thousands of years. And it was kind of hard to to really celebrate Hanukkah the way it was meant to be. Uh, there's a very uh, iconic photograph of of a menorah with a Nazi flag out um, in the background. Wow! And it, and it's it's it was an act of defiance, right? And but the thing is, the defiance there was really surviving. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that you note in that in that photo is that the menorah is sitting quietly in the home, right in the uh, in the window, and the that's the way that was not necessarily the ideal circumstances, or certainly wasn't the ideal circumstances, um, but it was it was the way things were forced to be. Yeah, and. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things that, and just reading up on Hanukkah and about the the Syrian campaign to really eradicate the Jews, um, is just that it, it the Judaism has been uh, assaulted for centuries. I mean, it isn't just uh, you know in the twenty twentieth century with Hitler that uh, it, it came about. I mean, the campaign to eradicate Jews and Judaism has been a long been going on for centuries. Um, and I think this is kind of the story of Hanukkah that we kind of miss in, in light of the eight eight days of the candle burning, um, the lamp burning. Um, should we really relive some of the things that will happen to the Jews um, as uh, you know this? You know, the Syrians want to eradicate them and just remind us it's like you know this is part of you know a long term kind of thing that people have been trying to do. You know, we've got Purim that again another one that where you know where the Jews were victorious over. Um, you know, being, you know, almost eradicated again. Yeah, I, the, the, yes, I think it is something, uh, you know, part of the, the, or, or the point of these holidays are to remember these episodes and to relive them. Um, the focus is really on the deliverance mm-hmm. side of it, on, on the victory, on the survival, um, or really the thriving. And, um, you know, we remember the the side of the persecution, but that's not the part that's celebrated. What's celebrated is really the life and yeah. the the vitality and and what's always important with with these holidays are, and we do this through ritual, is remembering what the message is and and the message that it carries for us today. Not just that this is a story of something from ancient times. But how does it relate to our lives? How does it how does it inspire us? How does it make us better people and understand our role in the world, um, and and how we impact the world yeah. around us for the better? 
Yeah. Um, well, we're going to take a break right now here on Lighthouse Faith Podcast. We'll be right back talking with uh, Rabbi Moti Salikson about Hanukkah. Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then every life is your solution. Every life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned, every baby is a miracle from God worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today. And we're back talking with Rabbi Matthias Alexson, and, and we're talking about Hanukkah. And, and, and I want to ask you, you know, if you could say, you know, tell people why is Hanukkah so important or why is observing Hanukkah so important for you? Well, Hanukkah's uh, the holiday of light. And it's the festival of lights. And it's that time, you know, when it, it comes during the winter for most uh, or for many people in the world. Um, the, it, it, it's a time when we have less daylight. Um, things are, are a little darker. And it reminds us that when you're confronted with a lot of negativity, a lot of bad, um, all you need is just that little light, like the Maccabees. Um, to outshine the the greatest darkness that that exists, and there is also that message of freedom, and remembering that uh, we need to stand up for for what's right and what's important, and there's and also about sharing it, sharing that message, not just with yourself and with your family, but with everyone else where the light of the menorah shines out of your windows onto the streets and um, shares that story of Hanukkah and the inspiration of Hanukkah. I mean, and I said this in the intro a little bit, but I think one of the questions for a lot of Christians, you know, should Christians celebrate Hanukkah? I mean, is there anything wrong with Christians celebrating Hanukkah? Well, I think, I think ritualistically um, it's, it's a Jewish tradition in terms of lighting the, the candles and, and, or the menorah and saying the blessings. But I definitely, I, I, I definitely believe that uh, all people could derive inspiration from the story of Hanukkah and from learning more about it and, and, you know, talking about it with one's family and, and understanding what the lessons are that we could all take from it. And, you know, there, there, there's some uh, delicious parts of Hanukkah as well. Right. Yes. Uh, the food. The Let's latkes. talk about the food. <laughs> exactly. Right. And you know they say the uh, uh, jokingly the short summary of every Jewish holiday is they tried to kill us. We won. Now let's eat. So <laughs> the, um, the food's very important, and um, it's part of how the holidays celebrated. The 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 core ritual of Hanukkah is lighting a menorah. Yes. Um, but there are other elements to it as well. And, uh, you know, really the miracle of Hanukkah is about the oil. So 
people will traditionally, Jews will traditionally have uh, oily foods mm-hmm. like latkes, which are uh, potato pancakes, mm-hmm. um, very easy uh, to make. And um, then there are sufganiyot, which are, are jelly donuts. And um, it's, it's a delicious holiday. <laughs> So, and, and why is it so early this year? Because one of the things that sometimes happens often with the Jewish and Christian holidays is that they overlap a lot. You know, we get that with Passover and Easter. Um, and, and many times the days of uh, Hanukkah run into Christmas and, uh, and, and Christmas Eve, that sort of thing. Why is it so early this year? I mean, it's on the tail of Thanksgiving. Right. So they, they say the Jewish holidays never come on time. They're either early or late. And... <laughs> <laughs> so this year they they come very early, and the reason for that is uh, the Jewish calendar runs on is a lunar calendar. It runs on the cycles of the moon. Mm-hmm. The uh, Gregorian calendar uh, is runs on is a solar calendar. Right, and uh, so every every year they're off by a few days, and the the way the Jewish calendar is set up is that there's every few years, there's a leap year to make up that difference. I see. And we're going into a leap year, which means it's, um, it's off by the furthest, um, the furthest amount of time, roughly about a month. And um, we're going to gain that back now. And uh, so there's an extra month in the Jewish calendar this year. I see. Now let's talk about the dreidel, um, because yeah. a lot of people see the dreidel, but they don't know what it means. Mm-hmm. And uh, it can mean a lot of different things, I think. I mean, I, uh, it's a four-sided spinning top uh, with one Hebrew letter on each side. Um, and I think it's usually nun, gimel, uh, he, and shin. Um, and yes. I think there's, there, there's, there's another version that says nun, gimel, he, pe. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me the significance of the, uh, of the dreidel. First of all, Lauren, your Hebrew is great. Whoa, so, uh, great! <laughs> but the um, the difference is the nun gimel he shin, which stands for Nes Gadal Hayasham, mm-hmm. um, translates as a great miracle happened there, referring okay. to to Israel. Mm-hmm. And um, the in Israel, their version are the ones with the pay, which would be Nes Gadal Hayapo, a great miracle happened here. Ah, um, okay. And and that's what the difference is between those two versions. So the how do, dra- go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. Um, but is there any kind of deeper meaning to it? I mean, do they stand for anything else other than just, you know, a great miracle happened there, a great miracle happened here? I mean, is there some yes. other kind of uh, significance to the letters? There, There is a deeper uh, significance to the game. Um, and the way it's generally played is there'll be a pot and um, everyone, you know, starts off with, with uh, you know, everyone puts uh, one thing in the middle. You could do it with little chocolates or, or candies or coins or whatever, whatever you'd like. And then depending on what you, uh, what your dreidel lands on, either you, uh, you move on to the next person, you uh, take the whole pot, you take half of the pot, or you have to put another another item in of from your stock but the the Assyrian Greeks um, really the Hellenists what they were trying to do was stamp out uh, Jewish life and they um, were were really after um, 
eradicating the spirituality of Judaism, mm. um, Jewish practice. And they weren't necessarily after the, the bodies as much as the souls. And when they outlawed Jewish, uh, Jewish learning um, for children, Jewish education, and uh, the, you know, and part of the story of Hanukkah was how these, how the children with their teachers would hide in caves. And if, uh, if soldiers came by, they would pull out these, these little tops and were just playing this, this game and, and would hide their scrolls and whatever they were learning from. And uh, that, that was the way that they survived during, during that oppression. Mm. So, and really Hanukkah, the word Hanukkah, the Rebbe speaks of this, is uh, the same, the roots of the word come from the same roots of the word chinuch, which means education or Jewish education. And they're deep ties to, to really educating young people in the spirit and practice of their faith. And that's, uh, that's one of the things that, that, one of the themes of Hanukkah that the dreidel really speaks of. You know, so many religious holidays, you know, uh, have lost their, their faith and faith of, you know, like the marketing that's behind them. And Christmas, of course, you know, you see a lot more about the buying the gifts and the Santa Claus and the thing, nothing religious, actually. Um, do you see that happening with Hanukkah a little bit? Is that, does that worry you? I think um, we're actually seeing the opposite. Mm. Uh, happen with Hanukkah. There definitely is a commercialization and, and where, you know, businesses may have a Hanukkah sale or may have Hanukkah items, which could be a very good thing because what they're doing is uh, while, while the interests of the business are, are generally profits, um, they are sharing that story of Hanukkah. They are for, you know, think of, think of the perspective of a young, uh, a young Jewish child who, who, lives in an area where there aren't many Jews and mm-hmm. sees, sees uh, flyers about a Hanukkah sale. And that, that instills a sense of pride. But the, the bigger point is, and the reason I, I, I believe that it's actually going in the other direction is um, the Rebbe's campaign was centered around the menorah, right? Mm-hmm. Around the observance of Hanukkah. And um, that's, uh, that's what's at the core of the religious side or the spiritual side of Hanukkah. And what many people are doing are reconnecting with the theme of Hanukkah, with the, with the message of Hanukkah, with the story that the candles tell of Hanukkah. Uh, we, we live in a time when uh, there's, there's so much commercialization and um, there, there are so many hardships. And people are looking to connect with something that's authentic, something that's real, something that, that touches their soul, that comes from their soul. And many people are finding that with, you know, by, by leaning into what's at the core of Hanukkah, not just the, you know, the, the, the gifts or, the, or, or any other side of it, which, which are part of how it's celebrated, but putting the emphasis back on what's the message? What can we teach our children about Hanukkah? What can we, what's the message for the world? What's the message that we need to take away from Hanukkah? And I think increasingly people are turning to that, turning back into that core yeah. of the holiday. 
Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, Rabbi Motis Alexson, thank you so much for being on Lighthouse Faith Podcast. This has been really wonderful to talk with you. Well, thank you for having me. And, and it's always nice talking to you, Laura. Yeah, it's wonderful. And happy Hanukkah, by the way, too. Thank you. And um, hopefully everyone has a, a, a happy and, and uh, safe uh, holiday. And I think that's also one of the, one of the messages here um, of Hanukkah really radiating at this time from America, right? And Thanksgiving has some of those same those same themes as well. So yeah. thank you. All right. Thank you so much. And thank you all for listening to Lighthouse Faith Podcast. I'm Lauren Green. Have a blessed day. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.